Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. You know, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications, comment, upvote, all of that stuff. Also, go to the Locked On College Basketball YouTube channel and do the exact same of that. I'm here with Isaac Shade, one of the hosts of the Locked On College Basketball. You hear me, you hear me talk about that show a lot on this show and it's like, hey, Ole Miss might be relevant on that show now. It's, it's, it's weird. It's been a down year, but it's, they are relevant. And I, I, let's just jump straight in, Isaac. What are your impressions on this Chris Beard hire? He's a phenomenal basketball coach. The dude has never had a losing season at any level as a head coach. 70% winning percentage. This is, in terms of basketball, a slam dunk for Ole Miss. This is a guy that, like any any program in America from an X's and O's and recruiting standpoint would to, I mean, Kentucky Duke, anyone would salivate over having him as the man on their sidelines. What a win for Ole Miss. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely amazing. And just to think about what Ole Miss basketball, because let's just be real about this. If you go back a hundred years and look at Ole Miss basketball, you can tell the story of their success in like four minutes. Uh, seriously and that 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 is what Ole Miss basketball has been over the last hundred years and then you have I mean where would he rank in the SEC as a coach he he would have to be like one two or three I mean you have potential with Nate Oates I mean everybody's expecting Nate Oates to take that jump Uh, but he hasn't yet Um, John Calipari has that history on his side he's not as good an X's and O's coach as Chris Beard I'll say that right off the top yeah, John Calipari can recruit his butt off. He is not the coach that Chris Beard is. Yeah, and, but whenever you look at it and you start going through the members of the SEC right now, Chris Beard might be number one, maybe number two on that list. I, I completely agree with you. You're going to get no argument from me on that. Uh, by the way, shots to like Johnny Newman and talking to Old Miss history, like <laughs> let's get some of these names in there, right? It's so good. Yeah. But um yeah, when when we look at what is going to be the SEC hierarchy now, I would put Nate Oates up there. Um, Rick Barnes would be in that conversation, I think, as well. He's a phenomenal defensive basketball coach. But yeah, if you're giving me a podium medal of the SEC coaching hierarchy, Chris Beard's right in that conversation. Yeah, it, abs- absolutely phenomenal stuff. And he had his presentation earlier this week at Ole Miss and started talking about it. And he said, hey, I didn't come to Ole Miss to make the NCAA tournament. I came to Ole Miss to win the SEC tournament. <laughs> and as an Ole Miss fan, we're, you know, our jaws just collectively dropped because, you know, the reality that people don't understand and what they don't understand what's going on is the reason Ole Miss is excited about this hire is, A, one of the top five basketball coaches potentially in the country, but Ole Miss has never taken basketball seriously. Hmm. Not in their history. There was um, the NCAA tournament that they went to in 1981 um, off of an SEC tournament victory. <laughs> Rob Evans had them in the early 90s and built up with what Keith Carter, that group, they had about a 10-year run that they were relatively successful. Andy Kennedy made it twice. Boom. I just did the whole Ole Miss basketball history. Now, there are some great points. baby. Let's go Marshall Henderson. Yeah. Marshall Henderson, I mean, could have a statue at that place. Um, Gerald Glass, everybody forgets about Gerald Glass. But, yeah, you know, there's been some good players that have come through. But 
the NCAA tournament, nine appearances in its history. I think Chris Beard has as many appearances as that already. And I'm sure he has more NCAA tournament wins because I think he has at least four, which means he would have more NCAA tournament wins than Ole Miss. <laughs> That's right. And <laughs> here's the thing. Why shouldn't he feel that way? Because <laughs> you know what? In this era, the transfer portal era, it's extremely doable. You look at Jerome Tang at Kansas State this year. Preseason picked dead last in the Big 12. What do they do? They turn around, finish third in the best conference in America, and they're a three seed. Let's take it to the SEC. Dennis Gates. Mizzou is picked preseason 11 in the SEC, finished fourth and got a seven seed. But here's the nice thing for Ole Miss. You know what Chris Beard doesn't need to be that successful? He doesn't need the transfer portal. He doesn't need NIL or COVID eligibility because Chris Beard has a history of turning things around quickly, even prior to this whole era that we're in right now, right? You look at like literally every stop of the way, Arkansas, Little Rock, one year, 30 and five NCAA tournament, second round, Texas Tech went to the school's first ever elite eight, followed it up with nearly beating Virginia in the national championship game. Like this dude can turn things around in a hurry. And so there's absolutely every reason to expect to make it in year one. And then who knows what is beyond that because he doesn't need it to be a perennial basketball powerhouse. He can go win with whoever you want to give him. And then you heap on the fact that we do have the transfer portal at his disposal. This guy's going to go out and get some dudes. Well, speaking of the transfer portal, is anybody coming across your radar um, since this hire has been made? That's a great question. Uh, Like at this point, is it still, it's just Abram White and Breakfield in the transfer portal out, right? Yeah, at the at the moment, but Breakfield 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 um was actually at the presentation, not Abram. Yeah, not Abram or um White. Okay. However, I've seen that White and Breakfield did both publicly say they would still consider Ole Miss hmm. in in their transfer decisions. So watch for that. I would not be surprised. Breakfield started his career at Duke and like has a high history of playing high level basketball, and so uh, as the second this year would not be surprised at all to see him back playing for Chris Beard next year. We are so early right now, Stephen, in the transfer portal process. It just opened on Monday under the new transfer portal windows. We got 60 days out through like May 11th. And so right now it's less for me about specific people and more about what type of player will Chris Beard look for. Looking at his history, like at Texas Tech, that year they went to the national championship had the number one defensive efficiency at Ken Palm in the entire nation. And so he's the type of guy, he's going to go out and look for guys who will defend like crazy. He's going to get guys that can shoot out of their minds. And he just, he just needs athletes who can buy in and do what he needs to do. You're going to hopefully keep some of these guys like Matthew Merle and others, right? Who can just stick around and be a stud. But he's going to get guys in the transfer portal. And legitimately, this time next year, I could be holding this very bracket and saying, oh, look, there's Ole Miss, a five seed or a seven seed or whatever it is, that wouldn't shock me in any way. Yeah, it's absolutely phenomenal. And I honestly, uh, from his presentation, it went about as well as it could have, uh, honestly, because there were going to be people that were going there for one specific purpose and it had nothing to do with basketball. But at the end of the day, I guess with the NCAA tournament tournament coming through, that kind of disappeared and it dissipated fairly quickly. Do you think that and that storyline going on will affect his recruiting 
um, as well. Would, would that make it a little bit harder for him to recruit? I think it will definitely be part of the conversation. I think there will be some parents who say, listen, I, I, I know what legally was declared, but I also read the police report. And I, I just frankly do not feel comfortable sending my son to play for Chris Beard. I mean, that's just going to be the reality of the situation. Um, and that, that is what it is. But at the end of the day, I think there's going to be even more people who are like, yeah, but I want to win basketball games and like it, don't like it. That's what sells. And that's, that's what gets people to go play basketball at places. And so, uh, like, so having Lane Kiffin coaching the football team, having Chris Beard coaching your basketball team, they're in great shape. And, uh, they're, they're going to be, there might be some that will decline because it's Chris Beard, but I believe that there will be enough where Ole Miss will be in fine shape next season. Okay. Let's go back to basketball real quick. I just wanted to get off on that tangent just for a second. Uh, <laughs> non-conference scheduling. What kind of non-conference scheduling has Chris Beard been able to do? Because Ole Miss, because like we said, 100 years of basketball being essentially down, it's hard to get good teams to come to Oxford. How is he going to schedule? <laughs> I think he will schedule tough. I would, I would expect him to maybe not do that next year, just to take a little bit of time to get the lay of the land get himself established, get his guys comfortable with him. So I wouldn't expect to see a crazy non-conference schedule next year. One thing, though, to keep in mind is that is something that the selection committee looks at, not necessarily for inclusion or exclusion from the tournament, but in terms of seeding. So you see a team like Texas A&M got a seven seed this year. They, to me, were more deserving of maybe a five or a six but a lot of the reason they're on the seed line they are is because of their weak non-conference schedule. So I expect at least for the 23-24 season that Coach Beard probably won't schedule like a murderer's row non-conference. But following that, I wouldn't be surprised to see him start loading up. Now, uh, one, of the, one of the interesting things we talk, like thinking about conference versus non-conference, with him going from Texas Tech to Texas, he had to go back to Lubbock and face people there. With Texas coming into the conference in a couple of years, he's going to have to go back to Austin, and that's going to be an interesting thing to watch. Uh, and so it certainly won't be scheduling the Longhorns or the Sooners for non-conference because they'll be right there in the SEC. So for this coming year, I'm not expecting a gauntlet, but I wouldn't be surprised to see that in the 25-26 season and beyond. All right, let's get your outlook. What is your outlook for next year for Ole Miss basketball? For next year, if I am putting Ole Miss outlook for the 23-24 season, I would expect them to be somewhere in the 5-8 to eight range in the conference standings. Again, it wouldn't surprise me if they were higher because it feels like every year in the SEC, we're going to see Kentucky, Tennessee, now Alabama at the top. Um, but I, I think just by nature of him being such a good coach, he'll hop right up pretty quick. So I expect them to be in the upper echelon, but maybe more towards the middle than the elite tier. Um, but I do expect them to make the tournament next year. It wouldn't shock me if they were in the bubble conversation. I, a lot of that will depend uh, on the transfer portal, and that's just the nature of college athletics right now, as we all know. But that, that, that's where I'd place them as of today when we record this in mid-March. Uh, uh, five to eight in the SEC and getting a maybe seven, eight, nine, ten seed in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, what what I was telling my people um, about my prediction was kind of what Vanderbilt did this year That's is great. kind of is great kind great. of what you can expect. They might struggle early on by February and March. They'll be absolute hell to pay, 
um, <laughs> and could and will be in the conversation for the tournament. I think that's a great comparison, Stephen. And kudos to Jerry Stackhouse and that team for mm. what they've done down the stretch, knocking off Kentucky twice. They beat Tennessee, and so yeah. And I think that's part of the transfer portal era. Is it just takes teams a while to gel. But once they do, if they got the right pieces, and Chris Beard's a guy who can figure out what those right pieces are. He'll tinker, but he'll get it right. And so watch out in late January and February of 2024. All right, thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place, plus you can hear from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. It's Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You can hear from Isaac. Um, and, um, Andy Patton, who has been on our show as well is over there. It's a really good show. I think they're currently charting at about eight. I think I saw that on Twitter today. It's amazing. This, this is y'all's time to shine though, right? This is, this is, we're leaning into it. We're having a blast. I got my Santa hat. I'm ready for the madness to start. Let's do it. Yeah. Listen to this stroke of bad luck before I get out of here. I've got jury duty tomorrow. Oh no. That's terrible. <laughs> so you I'm hoping go in and you got to go in and act like a crazy person so that they dismiss you like immediately. No, I should walk in. There's like, Hey, I'm self-employed. I need this podcast and everything to go. Um, I have a brain tumor and I'm half deaf. One of those pick one, send me home. <laughs> That's right. And by the way, don't forget to subscribe to the locked on Ole Miss podcast <laughs> while I'm here. Seriously. Just, I am going to wear my locked on polo. Uh, tomorrow just a little free advertising as well anyway thank you Isaac for stopping by it was awesome um I hope we can do it again sometime and with Chris Beard it sounds like we probably will you know what I would love to do it Stephen thanks for the great job you do here on the show hotty toddy let's go all right thanks bud